Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping, alright guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers and I have wrist bracelets, the ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to... Um, Spotify in the bio you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get if I don't get any voicemails it'll continue just be ask me anything either way I'm hoping that you guys get involved I want to be more uh, retro I want to be more active with you guys okay also you go to the bio in Spotify and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options, ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing and it is fantastic it is getting to the point um it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-covid numbers and that's exciting and i have only you to thank so thank you very much guys once again go to youtube go to spotify like and subscribe on both leave a review on both Hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Hey, welcome to a random episode I'm going to do before the big game pregame TCU, right? Um, A lot of stuff has been going on. (laughs) Like, a weird amount of stuff has been going on. But before we get into it, right, let's do the housekeeping. Guys, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, like and review, right? Uh, Go to YouTube subscribe, like, do all the wonderful things that we do here to get me more in front of everyone you know. Um, Because let's face it, I really am the best Michigan podcast out there. Because if you want to hear normal cookie cutter takes, they all have them. It's like they all share the same script and they all will say it. It looks like Jim Harbaugh's gone back to his roots or this, that, and the other. They all share the same baloney. I'm the only one with the most original stuff. Really am. Go back and check it all out. You're going to hear stuff from me that you won't hear from anyone else until months later. Just the way it goes. Anyways, go to those places. Like and review. Leave a review. Blah, blah, blah. And hit me up on the DM, and I will send you stickers, wristbands. I'm going to do all sorts of good stuff coming up. Um, I'm getting hats and things like that. And with that, go to... Spotify, hit the Spotify or Anchor and hit support podcast. I've got many different levels you can support me on. This way, all that money goes into just helping you guys out. I can create, uh, make free things to give out. I'm not looking to benefit from any of this monetarily. I just want to give back to you guys for all the wonderful support you guys have given me. So now let's get into this. Um, There's a lot of things. You guys have hit me up and said I need to talk about. And a lot of things I have been thinking about. And we're going to do that. Okay. Um, obviously, let's get into the most important thing or the most, op- or I mean, hot button subject of the day. And that's Eric All and Kate McNamara, right? <sighs> so torn with this one because. I really, really enjoy. I really liked. I really liked Eric Hall, and I really like Cade McNamara. It's not our fault that Cade McNamara isn't as good as J.J. McCarthy. It just isn't our fault, and it's not his fault either. But for him to have sour grapes is ridiculous. And my take on the Jordan Palmer podcast interview. I don't know if it says. Um, mean as some of the ones that I've heard before. It, I watched it. I really did. I watched it. And it just sounded like Cade McNamara was on a podcast with a guy he admires. And he sounded like a young kid who wanted to be in with the cool guys, right? Because Jordan Palmer and this whatever this other dude his co-host was, seemed to have some type of NFL experience. Um, obviously Jordan Palmer is the little brother of Carson Palmer who had all the talent in the family, but Jordan Palmer is a quarterback guy that's known Cade since he was in seventh grade. So he probably looks up to him like a big brother 
And now he's on his big brother's podcast, and his big brother doesn't like J.J. McCarthy. He won't even say it like he's some type of Harry Potter character. The name, the person that shall not be named, which has way more talent than the guy I'm currently interviewing. Um, And it just seemed like Cade was a, a young kid who wanted to impress the guy that he admires. Now, I don't like it, but I have also been... 20 something years old and I have also said and done things that maybe I that 46 year old Adam would have never done I get it Michigan was way better than way better to him than the, he was ever to them right it, it, granted he won us a big 10 title God bless you but you're only as good as your last start as a quarterback and let's face it I'm sorry that's what it is uh, please don't get at me, Cade McNamara, with, oh, I'm owed something. No, you're not. And you take that attitude to the NFL, and they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Any fan base, any organization is going to tell you you're only as good as your last start, especially in the NFL. Go to any one of the numerous. Oh, you know what? Go to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, BYU star. Heisman finalist, maybe? Or, I don't know. He was up there. Everybody loved Zach Wilson. I think he might have been, what, the number three pick or the top. He was in the top five. I know that. Goes to the Jets. Benched. You think, how how do you think he feels right now? Right? We've all seen the memes. We've all seen the memes with Zach Wilson and Anakin Skywalker. We've all seen the memes about how he's going to fuck the head coach's mom and all her and all her friends, which all very funny. Very funny, actually. Love every single meme. But still, the truth. So Cade McNamara, shut the fuck up, right? Uh, first of all, we all know Michigan's NIL stuff is garbage. Um, Michigan needs to get out of this hoity-toity bullshit and actually get down in the, the, the grime and start paying some peeps to do this. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. But still, and Michigan has has their own NIL, NIL problems. But Kate McNamara, last time I checked, Tom Brady had pity on you, gave you an NIL deal. You're driving some truck that uh, Ann Arbor car dealership gave you, and I'm sure you're doing okay. So for you to be all sour grapes about the lack of talent you have, like I've said earlier, when I found out that you weren't going to have the starting the starting job, I said you were going to be the best quarterback for Iowa. And I was right. Yeah, you will, Cade McNamara, lead Iowa to a Big Ten to a Big Ten title game. And you will lose to JJ McCarthy. Once again, coming up second to a guy you couldn't beat out at Michigan. Uh, it's just, it, it annoys me, but I get it. I totally get it. But let's slow down on the fact, you know, also, okay, here's the thing that annoys me. Um, Cade McNamara is opening up about his medical issues with his knee and placing blame on Michigan medical staff and making some claims that who knows if it's true. It's starting to sound like a, a very angry ex-girlfriend just throwing out accusations because the boyfriend can't defend himself to her friends. 
You know what I mean? Like, Michigan medical staff can't come out and say, hey, listen, motherfucker, this is what was going on because we have HIPAA rules, right? HIPAA laws or whatever it is. And I'm, I don't, I'm not hip to all the, the cool medical jargon or whatever, or any of the rules that comes with it. But I'm pretty sure a doctor just can't go out on a podcast and refute claims of the person's of, of the person's health of the person who's making these claims. I don't think that can happen. So Kate, you just sound like a bitchy ex-girlfriend who, uh, wants to get back at their ex, but really can't say much, but is going to allude to some things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was talking to my best friend, but the boyfriend can't defend himself because he doesn't know or he can't say anything or whatever, right? You just sound like a bitchy ex-girlfriend. And then let's talk about Eric All and his family. Wow. I mean, I get Eric All's dad. I get it. You want to defend your son. 100%. And Michigan fan base, we're a tough crowd. I get it. Benedict Arnold has probably been thrown around a lot when it comes to Eric Hall. I understand wanting to protect your son because I will take a knife and cut people's ears off and make them look like they'd go if they say one bad word about my son. I get it. But also, let's not go ahead and think that your buddy-buddy with Jim Harbaugh, who's the head coach of Michigan football. Now, I didn't say he was... Eric Hall's best friend, right? I didn't say they were besties forever. I didn't say any of that. I said it was Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan football. Therefore, Jim Harbaugh has a responsibility to Michigan football above all else, right? Is Eric Hall and Eric Hall's spicy family going to pay Jim Harbaugh's salary if Jim Harbaugh gets fired by Michigan for doing things that isn't in the best interest of Michigan football? I'm just curious. If that's the case, then, hey, maybe Eric Hall's family has a right to be spicy. If not, shut the fuck up, Eric Hall and your family. Don't allude to shit when it's just ain't the case, okay? Listen. I'll give an example. Let's say I hurt my knee or my back, right? And uh, I need surgery. Well, I'm going to go to, and I do this on the job. And I go to my job and I say, hey, I got hurt. Here's the documentation. All this stuff is happening. Well, they're like, well, let's go see the doctors that we provide. Okay. The doctors they provide say, well, okay, you need to do all these things that need to happen so we can cover this and make this good on our end. Okay, well, I don't want to do that, okay? I want to go ahead and go outside the network of my insurance and what you guys have said, because I like this doctor or whatever, right? Okay, well, I don't know. My job might say, well, I don't know if we want to cover that, because after all, if they screw something up, we're on the hook because you got hurt while you were working for us. So we should have every right to say who the fuck you see. And like Eric all has every right to say, I don't agree with that. I see both angles of this, but also I don't agree with the family getting all bitchy about it just because Jim Harbaugh didn't step up and sweep it under the rug because he's trying to save his ass too. And to throw Jim Harbaugh's mentally disabled son into this, 
is low blow, low hanging fruit, and just not becoming of a man who raised what seems to be a very good son in Eric Hall. I have no real personal gripes with it. I actually really liked Eric Hall. I mean, I know I called him Eric Forty Hands because he couldn't catch a fucking ball his whole career up until last season. And even then, he forgot how to catch the ball against Georgia, but still... I'm not holding ill will against this boy because I actually like him. I think he's a really good, he could be a really good NFL quarterback. I'm not quarterback, tight end, my fault. I'm still thinking of lame-o, uh Cade McNamara. Anyways, and for Eric Hall's brother to go on Twitter and make fun of, court, uh, of uh, <laughs> Colston Loveland. Hey, I don't know if you check the stats, Eric Hall's brother, but... Colston Loveland, as a freshman, has the same amount of touchdowns as your so-called great brother does at the position of tight end. And, oh, Colston Loveland has done it in, I don't know, 20 or 30 less games. I know the math isn't right, but just go with me on this, okay? Let's slow it down. And last time I checked, Eric All as a freshman, wasn't a great blocker either. He was good, not great. So slow it down. Slow it down. Not a good look when there's facts. I get protecting a family. I get protecting your brother. I get it all. I understand. But there's facts. Let's not let's not just assume that facts don't matter. Okay? Facts don't care about your feelings, Eric All's family. And the facts are Eric All is a very good tight end, not great tight end. Very good tight end. And he will be one of the better tight ends at Iowa. And we will then see that Michigan's backup quarterback and backup tight end are going to lead Iowa's lame-ass offense into the Big Ten title game. Not because Iowa's good, but because Iowa is now better than most teams in the Big Ten West. Now, let me repeat that. They are the best team in the Big Ten West. Very, very important distinction. They would be the fourth best team or competing with the third best team in the Big Ten East. That's right, Penn State. I'm looking at you. You're going to be in heavy competition with Iowa now to be the third best team in the Big Ten East. So overall... Nowhere near a Big Ten title winning team. So when Michigan beats Iowa, which I would assume will happen next season because we all live in a fantasy world now where flat earth may be a thing. Who knows? I'm just kidding. That's just how it goes. Uh, It's a joke here. But still, the narrative will push it forward to Michigan will play Iowa in the Big Ten title game next season. And Michigan will beat the fucking piss out of Iowa. We will have 14 sacks against uh, no knees, uh, Cade McNamara, because he can't run for shit. It's just shocking to me that, we, that we're even having this conversation. I really wish Cade McNamara would have just, him and Eric Hall would have just left on better terms. I liked both of those guys. I really did. 
I liked them both. And it's just sad to see that that's how it goes because they're, after all, they are young men wrapped up in now big man business, which is the NIL and the transfer portal, right? That's big man business now. That is grown man stuff. And that's what Cade McNamara and Eric All are now involved. And they are not showing themselves to be very well equipped to deal with big man business. Plain and simple. Now we'll move on to that, to the NIL. Now we all know, listen, Michigan stinks at it. But what I, what I do see happening is Michigan's recruiting class is not doing so hot, right? We all know that. Now it, it could shape up, right? But... I would see from here on out Michigan to be a much better NIL like transfer portal team than dealing with recruits coming in like freshmen and stuff like that, right? Like their recruiting ranking will probably suffer quite a bit going forward only because Jim Harbaugh is an NFL coach. Jim Harbaugh, I would assume, lives by the idea that proven is always better to pay than unproven, right? And if you're dealing in NIL money and the transfer portal now being college football free agency, who would you rather pay if you're a if you are a national powerhouse, which Michigan is now, you're a national powerhouse. Who would you rather pay NIL money to? A proven commodity in college football. So look through the and the transfer portal and cherry pick the ones that you want, right? Where you can go back and look at their tape in college football or hope that these kids coming out of high school are going to live up to their potential. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of five stars and four stars that are going to come into college football and be absolute dominant monsters. Obviously, this has been going on ever since college football has been created and ever since there was a star system created for recruiting. Obvious, right? But now that NIL is here, it does create an interesting conversation. If you are a national powerhouse college football team, what do you, where do you place your money? Because last time I checked, now I'm sure there's way more, but last time I checked, there were over a thousand players in college football's transfer portal. That's a lot. And a lot of big time names coming out in the transfer portal. Now, um, are you going to, if you say you're, I don't know, um, a struggling team and you need a quarterback and Clemson's quarterback is now in the portal. Are you going to try and take a chance on him or are you going to go after a four-star or a three-star quarterback? Because, you know, you're mid-level. You know what I mean? Are you going to ante up to get the big guy, the big free agent, or are you going to put your money on on a freshman? Where are you going to put your money? I think it's an interesting conversation to have. I can't wait to see how it happens. I can't wait personally to see how Deion Sanders changes the face of NIL and transfer portal. I mean, CU may be the, the cream of the crop next season in the Pac-12 because that, in my opinion, is a weak conference as they have proven themselves to be a weak conference. 
And then if Lincoln Riley can come in and just basically make USC a fancier version of Oklahoma, both no one having a defense in any portion. I don't think they even do tackling drills anymore in the, at those two schools, right? With Lincoln, with Lincoln Riley there. But now an old school mother effer like Dion mother effing Sanders, who I love, by the way, I've, everything he's done so far as a coach, I've been a huge fan of. Um, I can't wait to see what this hat. I, I can't wait to see it, it. This NIL transfer portal is verse recruiting is the most interesting thing we have seen in college football in a long time. And I cannot wait to see how this thing plays out. Because if you think multi-million dollar programs are going to start putting money on high school kids instead of a proven commodity, you're nuts. So wait to see how recruiting programs and recruiting classes start to plummet with like, say, Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia and all these places because they're going to go, they're going to start pilfering from each other. They're going to start taking the proven commodity over some kid who's a five-star. Now, listen, they'll still get their fair share of five stars because they're Alabama, they're Ohio State, they're, they're Georgia, they're Michigan, they're USC. It's still going to happen. But the numbers, this could boost all, all, all college football because the the five-star kids that are getting ignored by the big-time college programs because the big-time college programs are going to be going after each other's effing proven players. And then all these four-stars and three-stars and five-star players who are getting ignored are, start, are going to start going. Instead of to Georgia, maybe they go to Arkansas. Or maybe they go to LSU. Well, LSU's up there. So maybe they go instead of to Georgia or Alabama. Maybe they do go to say like a Purdue or an Arkansas or an old miss or somewhere like that, right? USC isn't going after the five stars anymore. So let's say, I don't know, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona state starts picking up more and more five stars and four stars because the, all the other ones are going after NIL and the and the proven commodities in the transfer portal. This is one of the most this is under this it this is the angle I think that no one's really talking about. Cuz I think it it's going to play a huge part in what we see the new face of college football is going to be like. And I'm here for it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the hell happens. Um but I think Michigan's going to be well equipped to handle it because a lot of these college football coaches don't know how to handle kids who are going to make as much money as them or more. But you know who does know how to handle that? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's been in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh knows how to tell kids and train them up to understand, pay attention to your own money. Don't pay attention to somebody else's money. If you're driving in, say, a Mercedes and your buddy comes in in a Lambo, who gives a shit? Put your head down and play football. Play for that next contract, right? That's what Jim Harbaugh has ahead of almost any other coach in college football, right? Rule does for Nebraska. I mean, there's a few that will understand it, but no one has quite done it as well as Jim Harbaugh on that NFL level. 
Nick Saban, you're the greatest college football coach in the history of college football, but go fuck yourself with NFL stuff. You don't know how to handle it, right? He won't know how to handle that either. That could tank Alabama, but Alabama's been a a low-end NFL football team for a long time, so I don't see really Alabama really struggling with that. But you know what I mean? Stuff like that. You're going to start to see head coaches really struggle with that kind of stuff. Just like, oh, I don't know, example, Texas A&M. Old Jimbo Fisher doesn't know how to handle kids making as much money as him. And his team sank. I think his team had some like 15 kids leave the team in the in the transfer portal this season. Or this coming up transfer, this free agency in college football transfer portal season right now. 15, I think that was second most out of any Power 5 conference team. I don't may go tell you, he doesn't know how to handle that. Um, I just, I, I think this is, it, this is one of the more exciting things that we're seeing right now. Um, also, I'm going to get into the big game pregame later. I mean, we still have 17 days, I think, maybe even less, before the game happens. So it's coming up. I mean, and we have about another week before I do the big game pregame. But uh, before I get out of here, I just want to thank you guys. This season has been one of the greatest seasons in downloading numbers that I've ever had. I mean, you guys have crushed, I mean, crushed numbers that I thought, I was like, wow, I, there's no way I'm going to top those. And you guys have almost doubled those numbers. And I owe it all to you. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for the support. I really, really appreciate everything you guys have done. And it only makes me want to put out even more more content, even better content. And I just want to crush it. So I just ask, guys, help me get there. We can do this. If you want the same old boring podcast, this this one isn't for you. If you want other ones that say they're different and they're still boring as hell, they say some, you know, whatever, some things that maybe might be interesting every once in a while. Because I'm still a fan. I still consume all their content too. I get it. Because I love Michigan football. But I'm the best out there. I know I sound crazy right now. And I sound like a boastful asshole. I understand. But still, help me get to the top. And let's just celebrate it all. Um, go like, and subscribe and all those things. Hit me up privately on the DM Instagram or even Twitter. Um, like, and subscribe, uh, five star review on both Spotify and Apple podcasts. Let's get me in front of a numerous amount of new people and let's have a great time. Numerous amount of new people. Did you catch that one? That was a little crazy, but I love it. Oh, Oh, shoot, before I get out of here, there's another thing that's been kind of annoying me, right, was everybody I hear says Michigan has to play a great first half to beat TCU. No, they don't. No, they do not. There's only one team that Michigan has to play four quarters and the best four quarters that Michigan's ever played Ever this season and still has to hope that they don't play or match them in their effort. And that's Georgia. That's it. Michigan just has to play within three points or seven points or even ten points of TCU in the first half. And then we will crush them in the second. I have never heard in my lifetime ever in the history of football, high school, arena bowl, college, pros, USFL, 
any of them. Go back and look through the history. Unless it's been a blowout, no team has ever won a football game in the first half. It's never happened outside of a blowout, right? Because a blowout just can happen in the first half. You could be up 55 to nothing. Ask Alabama when they play the Citadel in the second quarter, and you're going to win the game. But outside of a blowout against the team you should already blow out, no, no game has ever been won. In the first half, all you got to do is keep it close. You don't have to blow teams out in the first half. You don't have to be dominant in the first half. All you have to do is exactly everything Michigan's done this whole effing season. And that is keep it close or be ahead at, at the end of the first half and then shut it down in the second. And because last time I checked, when all things end up zero, the time clock ends up all four zeros in the fourth quarter, not the second quarter, but the fourth quarter, that's when the game has been decided. And Michigan plays way better in the second half when it is the most important time to play better. And that's why we're so good. So let's stop this whole thing of obviously you don't want TCU to be up 21 to seven. You don't want, ideally, you don't want that to happen, right? You don't. But still, I don't know. I'd be nervous and upset, but I still think Michigan would have a chance if we were down 21 to 7 going into halftime. Because I don't think TCU would score another fucking point. And I think Michigan would win 28 21 or 28 24. But still, it's not how you start the game. It's how you finish it. So I'm sick and tired of hearing about how Michigan needs to play a great first half in this playoff. We only have to do it once, and that's if we get into an into the national title game against Georgia. Okay? That's it. Done. Over. Don't want to hear anything else about how Michigan's got to get better in the first half. No, they don't. They just have to keep it close. So... On that, I'll end. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is fantastic to be a Michigan Wolverine right now. And always and forever, guys, go blue.